Welcome to Cortain. Hello. I realized that last time I forgot to put the uh, forgot to put the theme music in. So I'm sorry to everybody who was just caught so off guard and embarrassed, frankly. Yeah. Um, let me let me cut right in and say, mm-hmm. if you're one of our loyal listeners who uh, was caught off guard, yeah, that's fine. But if you were uh, mad, seek help, buddy. Because uh, let's be honest, if you're looking forward to us reusing the theme music from something else to get you through the week, I mean, I am. And I'm just saying this because like, yeah. I've been emotionally wrecked mm-hmm. um, by this oversight. <laughs> and I want other people to know that I deserve to suffer alone. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not sure that's what you've been emotionally wrecked by recently. There's, there's been a lot of other things that... I mean, not I've just been you. Emotion- I've you been know. emotionally wrecked by the film Wreck-It Ralph. What they didn't <laughs> tell me was... Erected Ralph? Uh, yeah. Or Erection Ralph? R- Ralph was going to wreck my dick Oof. right off my body. I want Ralph Woo. to wreck me. Wreck me yeah. Ralph. You ever... Th- I sometimes think about how I don't want my parents to ever find out about this show because of how many... <laughs> jokes i make about my penis yeah that's what i you ever have that thought i mean my mom listens to it (laughs) and my sister i want your mom hearing jokes about my penis even less than i want my parents hearing those you want my mom hearing jokes that i make about my penis uh no not really that's Mm. uh, she's very supportive you know i guess i the only jokes i want your mom (laughs) hearing are the jokes you make about my penis uh yeah that's fair yeah hey um (laughs) If you're if you're out there listening, Tom's mom, whose name I don't know, uh, Ooh, wait, sounds wait. great. Get ready, get ready for this. What? Hey, yeah, you're on the Corktain podcast. What do you want from me, you jackass? <laughs> hey, uh, first time caller, long time fan. <laughs> no, you actually are on the podcast, right? We're recording. No way. Yes. Hello. What up? How's it going? What are we talking about this week? <laughs> uh. South African Shannon. Oh. Uh, who is this? None, none of your business. Don't worry about okay, it. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Listen, Shannon, Shannon, not for me. Oh, wow. All right. I haven't had one that I liked. It's it's too high acid. Oh, it hurts my stomach. The ass is too strong. It's, it's just too acidic. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a crying shame. Tom's convinced me that I'll find one that I like. Just haven't found it yet. There's always a Shannon out there for everyone. Never Somewhere. Don't you ever give Somewhere. up. Somewhere. Some place. All right. Well, call me later. Yeah, whatever you want, you jerk. Yeah. Ciao, yeah, baby. ciao, baby. All right. How do I... Oh, there we go. She hung up. Well, that was funny because we hadn't even said what the episode was about yet, so... <laughs> so if you're a listener and you get a hold of either of our phone numbers, um, we'll give you a recording schedule so you can just try and airdrop right in on us. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. Yep. Keep us on track. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, this this wine I haven't tasted this yet, this wine yet, but it's very tasty. I mean, it smells very tasty. Yeah, mm. I. What were we talking about? You, know, you could you could probably pass this off to me as uh, as Vouvray. I. Oh, absolutely. In a second, yeah, yeah. No, this is it's like got a, it's got a yeah. Mm? No, this just smells like a box of crowns. It's so good. Oh, nice. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mine's got mm. a little bit of oyster shell in there Ooh. with that. Like, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I've only been on them a couple times, but you know, like a, a real bocce ball court. <laughs> yeah. 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 It smells like a bunch of just old sweaty Italian men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Arguing over who has a better like tomato plant. 
it smells like somebody about to say, What are you fucking blind? Look at that. Yep. <laughs> it's and a fucking this... touching the bachi. Touching a bach. It's touching the bach. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this has a. Uh... I can't stop thinking about a fucking bocce court. No, it's. I mean, it, yeah, the crowns are really strong. Also, I like just opened it yeah. up like five minutes ago, but a ton of a ton of that oyster shell lemon, but like in that little bit like that yeah. like, lanolin that people always talk about. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And uh and and vouvray and stuff. But you're right. Yeah, this lanolin. Le- mm. Yeah, the palette of this one is really mm. um. It's like plush. It's like plush and opulent and silky. It's very um. Mm. Ooh, like it's almost like a bubble forms of the like you take a sip of it and there's acid mm. at, at first, but then it this bubble forms a flavor that has this sort of like it it's this space that the acids kind of not inter in um oh inter entering inter interceding into I <laughs> fuck yeah I yeah yeah mm. but it's got you know it's it's yeah it, and this is young I mean I'm drinking a 2019 um. Yeah, I am too. It's very fresh. Um, yeah, yeah. It already has some of those like tertiary things, or uh, things I would associate with tertiary, where like, yeah, a little those bit of like, that, like um, that like pastry kind of um, mm-hmm. not like marzipan, but like um, I, I can know, see like, a little like bit of marzipan, but yeah, or um, like the apricot jelly in like a Danish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, it's very, Ooh. yeah, yeah. I would say like apricot, apricot jelly, kind of golden golden fruit oh. flavors um Ooh. that I, I you know i associate those like really beautiful like honeysuckle and developed um developed ripe ripe nectarine flavors mm-hmm. in in mm. like uh aged chardonnay yeah. like chardonnay that's got about mm-hmm. six seven years of age on it yeah, or yeah. you know more mm-hmm. but this is this is playing with some of those flavors like really young but it also that like the acid isn't dominating the palate mm-hmm. but i can totally see how the acid would hold it together over time yeah um, my palate's also a little like I feel like it's in a good spot because I just uh, I just had some sushi for lunch so oh nice just yeah. fumigated the old sinuses with some wasabi mm-hmm. no. <laughs> yeah yeah and by wasabi I mean green horseradish because <laughs> I'm in America you're in America okay it's, yeah I'm in America what, I'm pretty sure that's we should just uh, I mean we should go over to Japan and tell them what they're how to how to how to you know how to wax their wasabi. Wax their wasabi. Yep. I mean, that has got to be. That's a cottage industry we could probably get into. What if we? What if we, uh, to fund a winery, mm-hmm. started cultivating uh, and growing and <clears throat> producing like real wasabi? Uh, okay, is anyone doing that yet? I don't know. I know but, it's really know, hard. But, yeah, growing wasabi is pretty tough because you need like a source of very slowly like running water. Um, what to make? Yeah, yeah. So it like it like self propagates. So. Um, it's kind of thing where it's not like you plant it one year and then you get a whole ton. Like it takes over the course of years and it'll spread. But yeah, you need like it's like a like a swamp plant pretty much, and you need uh-huh. like a a very like slowly moving kind of like little paddling ped, puttering little stream going by. That's like ideal. It just keeps that just it, it like is consistent throughout the year, yeah. or can it yeah. like yeah yeah sometimes lessen like if it gets. I don't know. I mean, I know, it, like, having having running water next to it is... You don't want, like, a fucking gushing river or something, like a waterfall, but... Well, yeah, cause, well, I ask, because, like, my, my folks' farm, the bottom of it, has this floodplain mm-hmm. that, like, uh, in the in the winter, you'll walk down there, and you'll see, like, gopher mounds, mm-hmm. old gopher mounds with, like, water 
like bubbling up out of them. You'll so like every winter, hey? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then up in the base of the vineyard, there's a uh, couple places where like basically springs surface and run through the vineyard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually like really badly rutted the uh, the rows there driving through it when it was slightly too wet. Mm-hmm. But um, I bet you know if it's that kind of conditions, I bet you could. I bet there are places down there that you could grow some wasabi. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you could sell it to a bunch of restaurants and stuff, but I don't know if you could make that much money off it. You know what's something that is very, very expensive is uh, like fresh ginseng. That's oh. very expensive, and that's also it's a it's a perennial and it takes years to it propagates and takes it just takes a while. And um, where does it grow? Uh, I don't know where it's native to, but I mean you can grow it like in like sort of just temperate kind of regions, and mm-hmm. um, it uh, it's like really valuable. Like it's to, valuable to the extent that like. If somebody knows where your ginseng like is, they'll just, just like steal it out of the ground. Like you can oh, sell it; it's wow. very valuable. Hmm. But uh, yeah, sell it at farmers markets and shit. So we could do that and wasabi and uh, yeah, at, a, at secret locations. Yeah, we could. But the grow, thing is that uh, it would take like years for it to become profitable, really, at all, mm. sustainable. So by that time, we, we could have just gotten like other jobs. We could have a whole sit. business model. Well, we could also grow like saffron. We just have a whole business oh, yeah. model. Yeah. It's about like incredibly intensive, yeah. really expensive herbs. Yeah, saffron actually. I'm trying to, hand. It's hard to get. I'm trying to get uh, bulbs, but you know they're they're hard mm-hmm. to get a, a control of, but or like uh, access to. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what we should do. We should do like the um the Bur- the Bordeaux and the like increasingly um Oregon Pinot Noir scene where we just sell futures of our wasabi and ginseng. Oh yeah yeah you yeah know? yeah. Like, we no, could, don't yeah. worry, it's not done mm-hmm. yet, but we can sell some to you. Ooh, and in the meantime, in the to fund yeah. that operation, we could start a business where, like, you know how you can, like, buy video games online at, like, Amazon, and you can either just download them, or you can have them sent to your home? Mm-hmm. What if there was, like, a business that you could go to and just buy video games there? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Do you, is anyone doing that? I don't think so. They would probably so, rel- they'd have to be like located in like uh, probably like shopping centers or like malls, right? Yeah, well, you just find like the cheapest you know strip mall in town with the mm-hmm. lowest retail rent or uh-huh. you know cost. Yeah. Um, and then you just you know you drop the franchise in there. Um, mm-hmm. and the whole thing is like, I mean, you're making money. I mean, you're you're probably it probably is a bit like uh, being in the movie theater industry where you're really just sort of an outlet for the producer. You know, mm-hmm. in the way that, like, Disney controls ticket prices by uh, renting their films to movie theaters. Right. It's probably a bit like that. Like, I'm sure that there's some really toxic relationship between, like, PlayStation and Sony mm-hmm. and Microsoft and, you know, and a place like, uh, well, uh, well, what would what would we call this place? Game um, Spot? Game Pause? Uh, mm, game okay. Rest? Game... Hmm. Um, game bring fun your car to stop. a what fun stop you could play uh, stop play stop play stop game yield no. play pause pp play game pause. red light yeah that'd be good okay we'll, so we'll figure it out but that's not important yeah, something but so how could we not make money on that right we just mm-hmm. we just we just you know farm to table video game store yep. um mm-hmm. Obviously, we only work with, like, independent producers um, yep. farming their video games organically. Mm-hmm. Or biodynamically. Um, or biodynamically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really, it's really about, you know, like, the showing the process. Like, yeah. like 
really giving people an insight into not only, you know, terroir for the sake of uh, describing, you know, something about the uh, the game itself, but really giving mm-hmm. a sense of, like, how the game gives a sense of, like, where it came from. But also, yeah. the, you know, the terroir of the people, like, really, really tell the stories of, you know, you know, the, those folks, those, uh, those, those mm-hmm. guys just laboring out in the, in the pixel fields, you know, yeah. f- you know, gathering all of these, uh, these bits of code and, yep. and capturing all of this imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, Gathered up in that people, spaceship. Be, yeah. That, people, uh, res- yeah. You know, that you're, you're, you're barricading yourself behind this, uh, this, this staircase that you can't really gain access to. And then, you know, mm-hmm. people can't really do anything below so they're like presumably your like teammates but you know like just live out this fantasy where you're just gonna you know just clock tower it you know just yeah you're you're up on like a mezzanine sort of area or a yeah, balcony yeah. uh-huh <laughs> and you don't really see the people that you're you know looking at through your gun sight as people because they're aliens right right like, you see but them like as friendly kind of aliens Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, you can't. You're not sure yet exactly yeah. where where you know your cultures will stand in mm-hmm. a few million years. Right. Um. But right now, you're really not concerned about that because you're just you know you're just trying to figure out how good this gun really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think that I think that business could work. <clears throat> I think so. Yeah. Hmm. But we'll get to there. We'll get there one day. But yeah. You know. We just got to raise funds to do that, so then we can use that to sell futures for our wasabi business to raise funds for our winery. Yeah. So we got to we got to get in that. That's what the Patreon's for. So sign up at Patreon.com/slash/CorkTaint to help us raise money for our video game business, which will help us raise money for our exotic spices uh, business. Yes, which will which will help, help us raise money for our, our winery. Yes. Yeah. Which will be called Ponzi scheme. Game Not Stop. Ponzi family. <laughs> Ponzi, yeah, GameStop family sellers. GameStop family sellers. Yeah. Uh, welcome to r slash Wall Street bet sellers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, mm. we're a some... topical podcast. We're yeah, that's what that's what we are. We're we're like a we're like a we're like the neosporin of podcasts because you can put us on okay whatever burn and we'll yep. we'll help soothe it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Neosporin, speaking of burns. if you're not sure what to put on something going on on your body, and yep. my first instinct is always Neosporin, if I'm not yeah. sure what yeah. other thing to put there. Yeah, Speak, speaking of, of burnt, the French word is brulee, and just so mm-hmm. happens the name of this wine is terre brulee. Um, terre brulee? Terre, terre brulee, yes, Swartland wine of origin, South Africa, 2019, Chenin uh, nice. Blanc. Chenin Blanc. And uh, Tania and Vincent Carême. And uh, it's very tasty. It was like I've been trying to find this bottle for a little while, and because um, Terra it's like, Brulee, uh, Terra, yeah, Terra Brulee. T e r r a T e r r e b r u l e e, and it was like sixteen bucks or something like that. And a lot of South African Chenins, very tasty and not expensive, and it's a real treat. But like my extremely rude sister interrupting rude sister was saying she doesn't like it because the acid's too high and i'll tell you on this wine acid's pretty high it's pretty delicious yeah. love it well mm, nice 40 year old vines nice. got a mediterranean climate i'm just reading the shit off the back harvested by hand which by I hand like, people yeah. i mean to most consumers we'll do a whole really like about uh, machine harvest stuff yeah yeah 
and I think like a savvy consumer like I mean if they're dealing with a wine that they can they just kind of figure is not like insanely large production that's somewhere outside of like Australia or New Zealand or I don't know about South Africa in terms of manual versus machine harvest but I feel like I don't know I feel like a mo- that's not really something that most consumers really care about it's mostly like if you're selling wine to somebody like oh all hand harvested they're like oh interesting I think yeah I think it's one of those funny little examples of an assumption people make mm-hmm. which is like um I think people just assume all wine is hand harvested that's true that's um, a good point but like even in I believe even in the Willamette Valley here which is a pretty you know like boutique industry mm-hmm. all about quality that kind of stuff 50% of the volume of grapes that are turned into wine every year is harvested by machine. Wow, I didn't know. That's 50%. my understanding. Damn, that's a lot. Yeah. Shit. A lot of, there's a lot of machine harvesting going on but that all would over make the sense. world. <clears throat> that would make sense because, I mean, that's not like saying 50% of wineries do that. 50% of, like, it would be interesting to see what percentage yeah. of the wineries do that. And, like, yeah. what percentage of, you know, you could see what percentage of the, like, industry that they have a, have a grasp on. Well, and it, you also then have to look at, like, you know what the percentage of wine vol- by volume that's made in a given yeah. area is below twelve dollars mm-hmm. a bottle or yeah, below fifteen dollars yeah. a bottle. Exactly. And then what percentage of that is machine harvested will probably be very very high. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 something else that you just said reminded me of a oh, Quince. it's like vegan Quince. wine. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh yeah. Quince is a great. Quince note is a for big shining flavor. Yeah. I, uh, um. So good. Yeah. I, I realize that this is like a just a potentially kind of dumb thing to say, but I'm going to say it because I've said enough things like dumb about food pairings already. Mm-hmm. But Shannon might be my favorite charcuterie board wine. Really? Like charcuterie boards are like, maybe, maybe not favorite, like, huh. but you know, like a What's charcuterie board? board is supposed to go like with whatever. Well, you saying quince made me think of it because like you, like you get a nice charcuterie board together with like the like little salamis, like the, you know, a little okay. salami that's like a, uh, uh, there's a Oregon salami producer called Olympia Provisions that's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. so you got like the little, like the little, like well-aged salamis, you know, yeah. they're, they're yeah. turning that deep bricky red brown color oh yeah yep um some quince paste a little bit of like triple cream brie mm-hmm. um throw that stuff on a, on a together on a on a stone wheat thin mm-hmm. and yeah like uh white wines particularly uh, riesling goes really well with that but yeah like, definitely charcuterie boards are designed to be like you know they go with your like, before dinner you know, you're standing around you know sparkling wine also i suppose yeah uh, like sparkling vouvray goes with that so yeah well. that would be that'd be great the um i, I think it's also, just it's just a wine that drinking it makes me go like oh a charcuterie board would be nice yeah yeah with those but i think i, I, always I would that. do I mean, either like lunchables for adults lunchables for adults, yeah um i do it for like charcuterie boards you would either do i feel like i end up doing a cocktail like like a negroni or something or mm, uh mm. sherry is yeah. also like super good for that mm, yeah um but i like the idea yeah. of i like the idea of shannon that would definitely work yeah, because well, that really like, well with cheeses. Oh man. Yeah, well, and especially if you've got like a like a blue cheese mm-hmm. with the Shannon that I I don't love blue cheese, but there mm. are certain things that you can pair it with that I yeah. like kind of can accept that not only like it's one of those it's well like wasabi it's one of those things that it doesn't work with most things, but the things it works with it's so goddamn good. <laughs> yeah, and that that's I know that there are people who just love blue cheese. Mm-hmm. Con- yeah. contextlessly and people yeah, who can't yeah. stand it no matter what you do with it but there's something about that like 
musty, stingy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sting is a good way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have that with little quince paste, and then the like, just sort of um, bloody, salty flavor from the salami. That all like meshed together by Shannon or some other, you know, white wine that's both like got enough acid to keep the flavor separate where you want, but then also some like fun fruit stuff going on. I don't know. I just it's it, I like this wine because it's making me like it's making me want to do that kind of stuff. Even though I just had lunch and I'm quite quite full. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, totally. No, 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 no. I, I think um, one thing that's uh, I'm just keep dis- I'm like pretty distracted because this um, Shannon is the most like lanoliny Shannon I've ever had, mm-hmm. and it's funny because like I remember when I was doing blind tastings and stuff and like first getting into wine and just just studying for tests, like they were like someone's like, oh yeah, those lanolins always a really big taste in wines and or in Shannons, and I like never got it. I could, like, kind of yeah. see it once in a while, but this is the first one where it's, like, fucking wham, you know? And other people might not get yeah. that. It might just, you know, be me or whatever, but um, for some reason, it's pretty it's pretty pronounced. And um, I don't know, so, yeah, when I'm doing other tastings, I had to go on, um, I had to go based on other other things to identify Shannon, and one of which was the, like, nature of the acidity, which is, mm. like, mm-hmm. it's unlike anything else. I don't know, I'm sure the, um, doing, like, an analysis, of, you know, understanding the, the acid breakdown or something um, would help to articulate that, but it's, the intensity of that acid is not even, like, it just seems like it's, you know, like, when you taste a, a red before it goes through mallow, you're like, oh, yeah, it's very taste like, there's a clear textural and um, difference. It's and just, and grainy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, the nature of the acid is just different. It's like, yeah, I don't know, in the way that, like, yogurt tang is different than, like, lime, mm-hmm. like, acid, you know, it's just different. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because they're yeah. literally different acids. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's why I use those yeah. two examples. But um, yeah, yeah. something about the Shannon acid just it resonates so deeply. Uh, mm-hmm. That is something that I really don't know how to articulate other than it's. Uh, I don't know. Acid's a huge component of. I think it's probably the most important component in wine that um, is really undervalued and understated and underappreciated. But um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I think people. I think people get frustrated when discussing acid because on the one hand it's a it's probably the most thoroughly learnable and understandable and studied chemistry component of wine in the in terms of like a thing that chemists are very interested in and study a lot and have a lot of like descriptions descriptions of uh in scientific Mm -hmm. terms Mm -hmm. like the the breadth of stuff that you'd be able to learn if you were like, I want to be a winemaker, but I want to learn about chemistry. It's like, okay, well, you can learn about anthocyanins, and you can learn about tannins, and you can learn about, um, and you can learn about phenols, and you can learn about all these other like things. But none of them will be like a huge portion of a Gen Chem course. Mm-hmm. Whereas acid is like its own, you know, like its own subject within chemistry. And the, yeah. the frustrating thing is on the other side of that. Despite no, being able to know all of those things, the way acid inter, inter, uh, interacts with all of those uh, other molecules or other classes of molecules or the, the things that build the other flavors in a wine besides the acid, the way that acid interacts with all of those things is very subtle and very, very complicated. So even if you learn a bunch about it, you won't be able to like empirically, uh, preemptively describe or figure out what's going to happen. It's just mm-hmm. going to happen and express in all these ways that's very confusing like if you do yeah. a tartaric ad to wine mm-hmm. without bench trialing at first you can 
maybe guess what it'll do and it will like it'll probably it'll lower the ph and it'll um it'll change you know sort of the perception of acid but it might also like mute some other flavor or bring some other flavor up or mm-hmm. in the case like acid uh, hyd- uh hydrolysis um like acid over time is the thing that i believe releases smoke taint in wine so if a wine ha- hmm. got sm- smoke on the in the berries um or like there was a smoke event and people are worried about smoke taint it is the acid that will slowly liberate those things because they'll be um bound up by sugar polysaccharide compounds Mm -hmm. in the wine and then over time the acid will break those bonds and release it Hmm. so that's why smoke as a big problem with uh particularly red wines uh gets Mm -hmm. worse over time Mm. interesting sorry it was long acid's super important it's like one of the only things that like acid and sugar are the two things that you can sort of look at as numbers to determine mm-hmm. when to pick the grapes otherwise you just go on flavor right but um oh god i was just talked oh i was gonna say uh for at least this one i don't know about you but i it tastes to me like this wine was put through malolactic fermentation i don't know if it was but um do you do you have any data on yours whether or not it was i also don't have internet right now so i'm, I'm looking stuff up is not being easy for me oh yeah uh, I don't think mine was, no. I mean, Interesting. I can, um, maybe, maybe partially I can look this up real quick. Um, but also it's kind of sounded like your cell service was cutting a little bit, but, um, if it cuts out, we'll just, we'll just keep going through. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, while well, I look this up, I'll just sort of talk about, there was a, um, period in time where I didn't like Shannon or was really convinced that I didn't like Shannon. Um, because I think I just had a couple of them that were... Um, pretty similar in terms of having a, uh, like that, that sort of quince, like baked quince kind of, um, not like it didn't, I, maybe I was assuming that it was like oxidized, but, um, maybe I think one of my friends had given me like, he was like, Oh, you don't like Shannon? I'm going to give you this bottle. It's, it's going to change your mind. And I had it and I was like, Ooh, this is, this is like, has age on it and it's a really nice bottle, but it was definitely not like even more like oxidized um and so i didn't really like it but it took a little while i think that um that argile that um i had during the first shannon episode that we did uh that was the first one where i was like oh this makes sense because it's like totally crystal clear um in like what it is and in terms of the purity of what a shannon blanc is and that for you not to say the other stuff isn't but the non maybe i just misinterpreted the lanolin or whatever but the pure fruit and uh like mineral and basically like chablis-esque and riesling-esque pure mineral and fruit flavors out of it that um was the expression that i needed at that point in time to really like kind of get it yeah but um i can't find a lot of information about this wine um but let's see um whole cluster pressing used indigenous yeast fermentation leaves average stainless steel and use of new french oak aroma flavor and texture blah 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 blah. yeah i mean it has that nice like richness but it has the acid of it has like malic feel um mm-hmm. but yeah but uh, looking at looking at this i huh its acid numbers are actually like not crazy for well and that i was looking at the 2016 um fact sheet which is very detailed um but yeah uh, it's interesting i don't know well one of the things that's also f- can be funny is like something can be like can present an acidic character that is um not mm, it's not just like like low ph doesn't always mean a low ph doesn't always mean it's going to 
have this screaming hard acid flavor to it. Yeah, usually does, but also like a the the 2016 apparently has a pH around 3.4, which is like low. Like I think reds are you know 3.5 to 3.6 for like Pinot, mm-hmm. but 3.4 isn't like desperately low for a white wine. It's like a it's like a Chardonnay number. I I think mm-hmm. could be wrong about that, but um yeah I don't know. It's it's just inter- It's just really compelling, interesting. Uh, acid in wine is something we should do a whole thoroughly researched episode about and not yeah yeah it. and then yeah this is yeah because that's i'm just trying to remember what i what what i learned a long long time ago about that and forgot yeah this producer but, seems pretty cool though they're apparently mm-hmm. sp- oh yeah like which yeah what were you what were you drinking i don't remember i don't think you said oh so i'm drinking um secateurs uh it's the second label of uh badenhorst family wines so um a a a badenhorst family wines is the is the uh Mm-hmm. Farm, um, and then this is their second label, gotcha. Secateurs, nice. which uh, Secateurs. read read on the back. Secateurs are the pruning shears that shape the vines, so you know snapers. Um, yeah, because you couldn't just call it like Felco. No, so that's the brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, they're yeah. It's kind of like um, oh, who is it? Uh, um, Matheson. Um, oh, Matheson. Yeah, yeah. Matheson. Yeah, not Matheson. Matheson does the same thing. And their mm-hmm. labels are all different, you know, art made out of secateurs. Um, but yeah, uh, well, this is cool. So the the grapes were hand harvested from selected old bush vine vineyards on granite slopes. In the cellar, traditional winemaking methods are followed with natural fermentation in old casks and concrete vats. The detail results in wines with fine complexity and a unique character. And there it's, we uh, go. Yeah, mine's thirteen point five percent. Nice. Alcohol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think an- another thing that I didn't really like much about um, Shannon, uh, or I used to not like about it, is I'd say out of all the apple flavors, um, uh-huh. yellow apple, worst one. I hate yeah. Yellow apples for sure. They're very golden. Lame. Golden delicious was a was a mistake in the apple breeding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Timeline. And um, but yeah, I think a lot of Shannons can tend to have that um, flavor and aroma, and I really did not care for it. But yeah. um, this has a little the, bit. This has a little bit of it. Not in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's balanced out with green apple and other stuff, too. Um, yeah. But because if it's just, because yellow apple, I don't know. They, they don't really have a lot of, like, the acid isn't as interesting. The flavors aren't really as developed. And the texture's kind of, like, it's a little mushy. And it's like, bleh. And it's like, this sucks, you know? Yeah. But you know, this has a lot of really nice uh, flinty, chalky type of stuff, which I love. And um, it's really tasty. Yeah, and as it's as it's opening and warming up a little more, um, this is just the more we talk about it. Um, I don't know if I would say this is like, oh, this is a super good Vouvray or Sauvignon or whatever, but um, I also think that, similar to what we were talking about before, Shannon isn't really one of those things that we're used to drinking of from all over, you know? Um, yeah. So it's hard to pin down, like, oh, this is, to- like, oh, this is a totally uh, New Zealand Pinot or Oregon Pinot or, like, Burgundy or this is Napa Cab or this is Bordeaux or this is Australian Cab or whatever. It's just like... Yeah, no, there's, like, some Shannons I've had from, like, California, which were good, and I had, like, you know, one from Australia that was really good and this kind of stuff, but, I mean, in terms of really, like, diversity and style and, and, and um, flavor and stuff, it's hard. I You know, I can't say as definitively that Shannon is, a, like, as transparent when it comes to terroir as, like, you know, Chard or, or Pinot or whatever it might be. Yeah, I think the best Shannon I've had, I think one of the best Shannons I've had was a Savigny, mm-hmm. the one that we did on our mm-hmm. episode about uh, mm-hmm. Savigny. Um, 
Yeah, I think I've had a I've had a few like good Vouvray's and a couple great Vouvray's. That, Cuz yeah. that's the other thing. I don't know aged Vouvray can be incredible. Mm-hmm. I don't have any, that much experience with aged Shannon from other parts of the world. I don't have much from Vouvray. Just um a couple old bottles of Domaine Nouette. Mm-hmm. Um but uh I yeah, it's it's just one of those grapes that it it can age. And I want people to give it the chance to, but um, but it also drinks really well young. And you, and yeah, I don't like I don't quite know what other people's terroir is like and what their um, yeah what the, what the aging yeah. potentials of those ones is. Yeah, yeah. The, I also don't the... like a lot of it's getting put under screw caps now too, and I don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. Know about I mean, I think that, that uh, I think the the difference between like uh, yeah, because I don't know how much I you know I don't know the Loire enough in terms of. Um, like the, the difference between certain Fouveries I've had and different uh, Sauvignons and stuff that I've had are like I don't know if that comes down to climate difference or like I, I, I just don't know the I don't know the, the, the regions as well enough and because um, also you don't really find that many different kinds of Chenin around like, like you're not likely to go into a store and find seven different Vouvray's or something and you can find maybe a couple but some of them might be like not great quality and um like the the very first time we tried to do a Shannon episode didn't like it we both taste the wines and we're like oh these suck and we like spit them out and did something else yeah yeah and um mm-hmm. I don't well, know I man had, I had a bad bottle of and like that one was funny because I just had a bad bottle of uh, a Jasnier producer I didn't know oh but yeah one of my first like one of the first white wines I had that I just made me really excited about, like, white wine generally, was a Jasnier. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I forget the producer, but they've, you know, it's a pretty available bottle, and depending on... Mm-hmm. I I mean, this is another big thing that we should... Shannon, Shannon I think, is one of those great, uh, um, like... Hot dog mobiles. Hot dog mobiles. It's a great Oscar, wire, Oscar Mayer wiener. Um, yeah, the best. No, uh, Shannon's cool because it to me um does a very good job of early on indicating at a slightly lower price point what kind of a vintage it was for white wine in the region that it's Hmm. coming from Mm -hmm. so like i don't know uh maybe not white wine generally but like i feel like shannon is quite transparent for vintage to vintage um Mm -hmm. you know variation uh yeah and you you can see especially in the acid profile when it was like a a hot year or a cool year or you know whatever um and i feel like that kind of presents itself with shannon in a way that uh Mm -hmm. that it also can with like sauvignon blanc Mm -hmm. which i suppose is again you know the loire is interesting for that because um i i feel like those things present themselves kind of directly whereas uh uh cab franc you kind of have to learn how to decipher the same sort of vintage characteristics in in Cab Franc. Maybe that's yeah. just a very personal experience with it, but yeah, um, I th- yeah. I and like Riesling, I don't, I, I'm not as good at doing vintage to vintage. Like I can't tell what's yeah. going on or like what kind of year it was based on the Riesling. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I can't either. And I think, um, I don't know. Now that the more I'm thinking about this wine, the more I'm thinking that um, it may be because this region is a um, the, all of my favorite shins that I've had have been from regions that I know have been, like, very cold places. Yeah. And this region I remember seeing on the back of the bottle, I mean, it means, like, burnt earth, you know, and then looking at the back, it said, um, 
Mediterranean and also just the region of Swartland is like very like just hot and dry. Yeah. So it's like maybe Mine's I just also don't from Swartland. Yeah, yeah. Something maybe I just don't. Um, the I just prefer cooler climate Shannon to warmer climate. Warmer climate Shannon. Warmer climate Shannon. Um, mm. it might lend itself more towards the um yellow apple quince. Not that there's anything like this one's perfectly delicious. Like I'm very happily drinking it, but I think the that piercing acidity and the the flavor profiles that are developed in cooler climates, I think probably, or just something that I like better. That's just a personal. Yeah, um, no, I, I would, I would agree. I think like, uh, I again find Shannon kind of, um, friendly because mm-hmm. I, I see kind of the value of, of people doing it all kinds of different ways or like growing it in different, those different climates and all that. Mm-hmm. And I am interested in its expression across that spectrum hmm. in a way that, like, I shut down with, like, Riesling that's obviously from somewhere too too wet or mm-hmm. too um, or too uh, hot. Or um, Sauvignon yeah. Blanc, kind of the same thing. Like, Sauvignon Blanc from a place that's too, um, too warm or too, mm-hmm. uh, too um, fertile. Like, if, you know, if, if Sauvignon Blanc is growing somewhere that it just is, the, the vines are just happiest happy as can be putting you know turning into hedges um i you can taste that like that's when you get the you know green bell pepper um Mm -hmm. pyrazine stuff developing but and and sauvignon blanc needs to like i mean it's one of the most like rambunctious robust grape varietals like it Mm -hmm. if you if you give it a if you give it a easy place to grow it will just barely fruit really it's actually kind of crazy how little uh, Sauvignon Blanc plants will worry about fruit fruit production and just mm-hmm. just p- pump out laterals and leaves all through the growing season. Mm. It's ridiculous. So you need it to be growing somewhere that it's like struggling a little bit, either because it's like cold or because it's windy or because uh, or because the soils are thinner and there's not as much water available mm-hmm. or there's lower soil nutrition. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I I, I appreciate that Shannon can like be evocative and uh descriptive of how it's being made and what kind of year it was made in and all that but not have kind of the same dead zones to me that Sauvignon Blanc and Riesling both kind of have where it's like yep nope this is just made somewhere it shouldn't be Mm -hmm. but again that's just a very personal opinion that's like it's my response to people being like check out this Riesling I made this is the best and it's like well I can tell from that terrible German accent you just did that you're not actually from Germany, so I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I, um, the more that I'm kind of sitting with this wine, mm-hmm. um, the, the more, uh... Are you going to have to edit out having said its name? No. Are you about to say something incredibly mean? Incredibly mean. No, I just The more I that... sit with this mu- wine, the more I can tell that the person who made it Cheats on his wife and doesn't love wow. his children. <laughs> yeah, and has a cooking show that's completely Allegedly. fake. And yeah. um, the judges all have earpieces in. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Parody, parody. In the, yeah. In the narrative. Yeah. In the narrative, um, yes. Yeah. Yes. No, the, uh, um, I'm sure that the, uh, the winemaker slash makers at Terre Brulee are lovely people. <laughs> lovely, love, lovely people. We would, we would love to. Faithful uh, as, as, yeah. the, as the night is dark. <laughs> Unless there's a full moon, in which case they are terribly unfaithful to each other. Uh, um, cheating werewolves, werewolf swingers, <laughs> howling. Yeah, should have called this uh, wine howlingly unfaithful. 
I would love to watch uh, a movie called Howling, which was a Coen Brothers film about <laughs> a werewolf swingers community. Oh, nice. Or, no, uh, better than that. A bowl uh, full uh, of car keys or whatever no, wolves uh, have. A Werner Herzog film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yep. tell me uh, why it is that you feel the need to have relations with another werewolf besides your partner. Oh! Hmm. Interesting. Doesn't really answer the question. Yeah, that does not help me. <laughs> yeah. No, but I um, the those characters that I'm talking about that I that I've had with Shannon that I have not liked the like the Quince and Pungent Lionel and and like a little a little bit of Crown Box is like I love mm-hmm. you know, but like this is like you know. I'm a experiencing kindergarten classroom where no, I'm mostly experiencing the, oh. the like right now the equivalent of the the crayon sharpener on the back of the box being jammed. That's, oh yeah, that's that's me being like ah. Well, that's mm. also an emotionally jarring, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, they should never have put that thing there. It's like everyone knew that you just sharpened a crayon by like yeah. rubbing it down against the paper, so you had a paper that was just full of blotches <laughs> of color. Yeah, you had a sacrificial paper. Yeah, they'd give you this thing that was like, this is the crayon sharpener. It's like, yeah, it doesn't fucking work. It's like, well, no, no. you know, that's your fault, kid. Mm-hmm. And you're like, fucking five. deal with it. Yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah. God. You know, a lesson in life, kid. You think things then, don't work out yeah. for you? You're a fucking mm-hmm. chump. And then you grow up and you buy a Volkswagen Jerk. Golf TDI. And then, mm-hmm. and then you're like, why isn't its gas mileage as good as it was supposed to be? You find out that the thing was fucking designed by people who didn't give a shit about you or the planet or your drawing of a of a teddy bear with a pie that you did mm-hmm. for for Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Gormley's class. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and she's like, "Why is this think pie?" I ever had a teacher named Mrs. Gormley. Mm. Like, why is this pie so sloppy? And you're like, "Well, I would, I was trying, but the sharpener wouldn't work." And she's like, "You're fuck. You see that? You." Dumb piece of shit, kid. (laughs) You fucking idiot. Meanwhile, that same teacher has a has a hydro flask full with a full bottle of Shannon in it. They are just housing to get through the day. They didn't drink before you showed up in their class. No, no. But they are just howling to get out of that class. Yeah, because you're the only child in that room who's ever been talked to like a person Mm -hmm. (laughs) by an adult. Yeah. Just walks up and is like, hey, how's it going? And you're like, I'm a fire truck. And you're like, no, you're not. And the kid's no, like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, not. my God. Really? You think, of, you think a fire truck has that small of a penis? And you're <laughs> like, oh, damn it. I knew I knew I wasn't a fire truck inside yeah. or outside. Kid, I can tell you're not a fire truck because you're not insured by the city. Now shut the <laughs> fuck up and... Go give me a beer kid, from the fridge. <laughs> kid, well, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, uh, Smith, you know, I got bad news about Jimmy. It's not exactly, he's a nice kid, but he's not exactly fire truck material, if you know what I mean. Look, I don't want to be too uh, too on the nose here, but he is not the sharpest crayon in the box, if you know he what does I mean. Not, he does not have the biggest penis in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> Kindergarten, Just, you know. <laughs> a kindergarten parent-teacher conference where they come in and it's like, oh, so like, how is how is Bobby's reading going and stuff? And the teacher just says, look, I don't know how to tell you any any plaintiff, but uh, Bobby, well, uh, as an analogy for his brain, 
he's not exactly working with uh, the biggest uh, cock in the in the no. in the bordello, if uh, you no. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I would then, say, unfortunately, his son's penis is about uh, two standard deviations below the average. So yeah, you should uh, like, take him to it. Metaphorically, I have not seen your child's penis. Right, I, right, right. I, I don't. You know, that's look. Nothing. I don't know about any of his birthmarks or in his pubic area. I don't know none of that. We are not business. It's not my business. I don't look. Look, I know that this school was given a significant endowment by Jeffrey Epstein a couple years before he died. But we look. We Mm. we've looked into it, and nothing Mm -hmm. has been happening bad. Nothing bad's going on. Speaking of Epstein, uh, the South African word for Shannon Blanc is uh, Steen. Yeah. S-T-E-E-N. Mm-hmm. So not spelled so, the same, but hey. No, no, not. Yeah. But that's that's how they snuck it under your nose. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they snuck that yeah. that little that little uh-huh. weenie right in that little cocktail weenie. Yeah. Smothered right. in, uh, you know, not, you don't put it, you don't, what's the deal with cocktail weenies? You don't put cocktail sauce on cocktail weenies. You don't even uh, eat, drink cocktails while you're eating the weenies. Uh, what's the deal with nudist colonies? I always show up, and somebody's like, "Hey, who ordered the cocktail weenies?" <laughs> no, yeah, no. <laughs> like, Jerry, there's no joke. They're just saying you have a tiny penis. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> what is this? Boom. Kindergarten? <laughs> Olive Garden. When you're here, you don't have a tiny penis. Like that's not true, Jerry. You always have a tiny penis. <laughs> this. Olive Garden. When you're here, you're family. Which means, if you have sex in the bathroom, it's automatically incest. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. The thought of people having sex in an Olive Garden bathroom. (laughs) It's just such a romantic setting. Yeah. How could you not? Oh, when I saw you 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 snap one of those breadsticks off. Oh, yeah. And eat half of it and look over at me and say, they're bottomless. The way you had that and I tablecloth back. tucked into your shirt, oh, really. God. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I would love if it's like right. It is considered incest, and then there's like a separate like <laughs> a jail or like a prison system within Olive Garden. Olive Garden jail. Yeah. Uh, you go to Olive Garden court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, and it's, man, it's, that's great. And the judge Just is a... Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> yeah. It's Judge Rudy. Uh, Judge <laughs> Rudy. Oh man. Yeah. Yep. Oh, perfect. Yep. Hey, but then just a breadstick. Yeah, and then so it's yeah. like this cross promotional thing, so, <laughs> with you know, Court TV and like the sponsorship. So there's a spinoff yep. series that's about the same. It's the same thing, but it's Outback Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. They call it Kangaroo Court. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. It's just a guy doing a. It's just Rudy Giuliani doing like a uh, Australian accent, saying things like, "So when you got the blooming onion, had you put your penis in it yet?" <laughs> uh, that didn't make sense. I'm I'm you floundering. Know, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, too many shards of things that are funny, but you'd have to spend a lot of time like talking about them to make sense of literally any of the images going through my head right now. <laughs> Mm, yeah, yeah. Which I'll be honest, I do try to limit for the sake of this, uh, this publication, if we want to call it that. Yeah, periodical. Yeah, I do edit 
my myself down somewhat, somewhat, mm, somewhat. Yeah, not enough, uh, and not well. But I, <laughs> I edited enough just to leave out all the pertinent information, mm-hmm. and really get to the to the meat of the matter. If you've learned anything, uh, I am really not doing my job right. <laughs> yep. No, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think that what you're trying to say is that. Um, very aged Shannon Blanc, I think, and keep in mind here, I've never had very aged Shannon Blanc, could hold up to a pretty hearty, pretty hearty, like, pork stew. Mm. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, uh, Shannon, like, Vouvray and, like, bao buns, that's a, mm-hmm. that's a, oh, yeah, that's a pairing I'd get behind in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, oh, man, now I want fucking buns and dumplings, shit. Yeah, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said anything. Damn it! Damn it. I want to make I want to make panettone so bad, but I was doing a bunch of research into it, and like these fucking stupid Italian guys, it takes them like three days to make it. You know, they want to do it the mm-hmm. proper way, and it's like just it's like, ah, God, I want it, but it's like that's a that's a fucking commitment, you know. Hey, uh, you know what they say? Commitment. What? It's never worth it. Wow, is that what they say? No, who's they? That's, uh, uh, d- uh, Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, yeah. Rudy, yeah, I was gonna. You can't really make that name anymore. You can uh, make it more di- Australian. Divorcees, divorcees. Ah, yeah, yes. Commitment is never worth it. Yeah, they would. They would say that. Just a, a divorce Just lawyer. <laughs> yeah, his motto is commitment. It's never worth it. Yep. Do you think uh, if you get? Do you think if you got uh, divorced in Olive Garden court, would it would it count? Um. Oh, almost certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> no. God no. We came here because it's cheaper to get divorced in Olive Garden than it is, you know, anywhere else. Yeah, it's like somebody's like, "Hey, no, I thought, I thought this divorce was legal." It's like, "Yeah, well, you also thought that we meant it when we said you'd get unlimited breadsticks. Like, mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is a limit. You might yeah. not have found it yet, but it's there. But it's there. Yeah, it's, there is a finite amount of wheat on Earth. Yeah, someday and, uh, you're gonna be the same size and shape as Greenland, and then." Mm-hmm. Olive Garden will no longer supply you with breadsticks. Oh, God. I, uh... I'm now... I, sorry, part of that whole thing that I just went down in my brain was, like, it'd be such a great, like, show to do basically diners, drive-ins, and dives, but flipped, where instead of being, you know, Guy Fieri, where you're just, like, going out, being, like, super friendly and, like, you know, like, um, chummy with people mm-hmm. and, like, really nice to people you're yeah. it's like the psalm version where you're a psalm who goes to like olive garden uh-huh. and is trying to figure out you're trying to you're like trying to revamp their wine list for them and yeah. pair wines with their food and it's just like an hour of uh, of a master psalm with all of these insanely expensive bottles just shitting on the poor line cooks at like a normal olive garden who are just you know like a bunch of 20 mm-hmm. something yeah looking at this guy like "Uh uh-huh yeah no yes i'm sure shannon would pair very nicely with the alfredo sauce bucatini yes yeah you know know that guy guy fieri's like his his real last name was ferry i think i did know that yeah yeah f-e-r-r-y and then he just changed it to fieri and guy fieri it's like no your last name is ferry yeah and like i don't know if there's some like long-winded Ellis Island uh, fucking thing, or if he's, I, I mean, if he's not even, a, he's Italian whatsoever, you know, I don't know, but uh, it's a, it's, it's a treat, that man, 
So Man's you know, uh, you know who else did that in an even more subtle way? Mm-hmm. Uh, William Faulkner. Really? Yeah. When he was born, there was no U in Faulkner. It was F A L K N E R. He added Weird. the U to make it sound, you know, better or like look better on paper. Huh? Yeah. I guess you could get Fal- Falkner. Yeah. That might be. People think you're much cooler than you are. Falkner. Yeah. And they always like are holding a, their arm to you, you know, like mockingly, you know? Yeah. And you're like, no, that's, that's not the, not that kind of No, Falconer. no, yes, for the, for the hundredth time, no, I, I don't have a big-ass gauntlet that I just wear around when I want a rabbit stew, no, I... Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I, uh, I haven't, I haven't, uh, you know... I don't know how to use Twitter. I think I'm getting better at Instagram, but I don't know how to use Twitter. And so yesterday yeah, I just had a thought, and I, and I was like, I don't know. Uh, for some reason, I thought about, I was thinking about smocks. And I was like, man, I haven't, I haven't worn a smock in like a long time, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was just my, my I tweeted out, I haven't, man, I haven't worn a smock in years or something. And I was like, yeah. That I feel fits like I our really... Twitter account really well, actually, in terms of the other things we've said on there. What'd you say? Oh, that's very on brand for us as a thing on our Twitter <laughs> yeah yeah i think we have like what 30 followers or something yeah i need to put more work into that <laughs> it's so... well every time i get on twitter i spend like two and a half minutes checking in on like the uh people whose like posts i do actually find funny and enjoy and mm-hmm. then we'll catch some corner of the discourse for the day and then just immediately get depressed by how insanely moronic some of the things people are willing to like put out into the world as statements are. It's yeah, buddy, really rough, man. I got I got news for you. You just mm-hmm. gotta zone it out. I, know. I don't even use Instagram. I don't. I only use Insta. I don't look at anybody's content on Instagram. No, yeah, that's you know. I just like and do all that mm-hmm. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. No offense to anybody out there who's got it content on instagram that's legitimately good but when i go on instagram unless i'm like dming people in which case i honestly sincerely mean that but like it's just trying to get more followers yeah but uh as a means of attracting more attention to the podcast if you interact with us personally we will take you seriously and be very nice to you but if you don't we are uh well you've listened to this yeah you we are broken horrible people (laughs) yeah in the context of the anonymous internet correct uh Speaking of smocks, and that being a great word, um, I just realized that the thing I can I have been staring at this whole time out my window is a pergola, and I just love that word, pergola. Mm, it's a good word. Yeah, it sounds either like a Roman poet or a venereal disease, but it's neither yeah. of those things. Tis, tisn't. Anyways, right. that's where I'm at. We've recorded for about an hour. This wine's good, but uh, as it opens up, I'm realizing that it's actually lower acid based on, yeah, you know, Based on various climactic factors, and uh, mm-hmm. it's still good. It's got a great flavor profile, but it's um, mm-hmm. it's not the best Shannon I've ever had, but it's certainly uh, worth checking out. It's also, yeah. like, probably half the price of, well, not half the price, but, like, ten, maybe $10 cheaper than Vouvray. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. No, admittedly. Yeah, spectrum on those also, but. Yeah, and admittedly, once you get into, like, I'm talking $10 for, like, Vouvrays that, you can have some pretty amazing stuff at that price. Yeah, point, so. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I've also boat. had I've also had French stuff uh, at this price point or higher that is not nearly as good. So yeah. right, yeah. You win some, good you wine, lose some. As it opens up a little bit, I agree. I prefer colder climate, Shannon, better. Yeah. Um, but uh, still very interesting and useful uh, experience and conversation, and uh, 
had a yeah. great time. Yeah, this is uh, this is like uh, this is the first one we've recorded that feels like a bass hit. Like it, it's it. You know, <laughs> nothing yeah. wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. But like normally when yeah. we record an episode that I feel good about, I'm like, yeah, I fucking nailed that. And this one, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. If, if this is the is this is the consistent quality of like our like our our episodes that were like. Eh, that wasn't like super great, but it was like pretty good. Then I'll be happy, you know. Yeah, I don't think I said anything that makes me like fear people I know hearing me talk about it. Um, nice. Well, then you know, spread the word. Well, but uh, like that leap of faith. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right. Thank you, everybody. Uh, please, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, to reach out to us directly ask us how our day's going how we're feeling and then we'll send back some sort of response that uh makes you wish you had never asked yeah or just or just don't and be like hey i want a good bottle of uh uh rioja rioja thank you and i want to spend this much what what do you think or just be like hey mm-hmm. i want I, yeah. I don't know anything i want i like rioja but i don't know anything about Ribeiro del duero like mm-hmm. help me and i'll be like cool you know they go or you want to engage us or you want to be on the podcast or whatever yeah. let us know oh if especially if you want to be on the podcast yeah. anyone who wants to be on the podcast except i guess like steve bannon apparently that's like a no no really i think so, that'd be kind of funny to have him on the podcast i do too i you know <laughs> I guess I'm not really like worried about getting canceled because we're. Imagine we're not if really Steve Bannon over. was on our wine podcast. <laughs> oh, it'd be hilarious. Man. Yeah. Um, That's unbelievable. That'd be crumbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. We should try to get Trump on the podcast. Maybe he's having a hard wow. enough time getting any like media recognition. <laughs> That's true. Wow, that would be great. That'd be amazing. Trump <laughs> That'd be really funny. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah. So, I'll have uh, to... I, as I understand it, you don't drink wine. No, that's true. I don't. I I don't drink any alcohol. I uh, it's for losers, frankly. Uh, feeling good and being a little tipsy. <laughs> that's um for low class individuals. Yeah. Yeah, man. That. Uh... Wow, that'd be great. Anyway, Patreon.com/slash hey, yeah. Cork Please sign up. Please help us. Please, Please help, help us. us. Please, Please help. <laughs> good God. Good God. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Those Vidonia.